1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. How you doing? Beautiful day. Lots of sunshine. Some clouds coming in. May get a little rain later tonight and or overnight. 56 to low eventually after a high around 75 today. Tomorrow after that overnight morning rain kind of thing. Supposed to get back to the sunshine later in the day. and A high up to 82. Now we're talking, right? I don't think it's going to be like 47 on Saturday, right? All right, just checking. Well, there's only one person who really knows that. So, Phil's lost 3-0 to San Diego. Zach Eflin had a nice job on the mound for the Phils. Six innings pitch, struck out five, only gave one run, but Philly's bats were, let's say, uh, shall we say, a little a little sleepy. Phillies manager Joe Girardi talked about that.
3: I don't think we had
2: a whole lot to hit,
3: and we didn't necessarily swing the bats great. We didn't walk tonight, but I just think it was one of those nights. I mean, Clevenger looked like he was throwing the ball pretty well, and Gore came in, threw the ball pretty well. It was just one of those nights.
2: So if I'm hearing him right, it was just one of those nights, which is true. The truth is, they say in baseball that uh, well, Ted Williams, I think it was, one of the greatest players ever, said 80% of hitting is the pitch you choose to swing at. You really can't hit something that's you know, not that good to hit. In general, there are some what they call bad ball hitters who can Hit kind of anything wherever it's pitched or down low or at the ankles. But generally speaking, if a pitcher's keeping you off balance and picking his spots, your job's going to be tougher. Good thing is they have another game tonight, 645. The other Zach, Zach Wheeler, going to be on the mound for the Phils. Also on the Bible League scoreboard just recently, uh, in fact, we just got the update here. It's not on our site yet, but I'll tell you it's up to 611 now as we look to do Bibles for the persecuted church around the world. We have 1589 to go, so we have some ground to cover, but we can get there. We've done it before, and with God's help, we will do it again. If you want to help out, it's a straightforward number, nice and easy, 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, which uh, goes to 800-937-9673, or right in our homepage. We can also see the progress. We update that each day at WFIL.com. Each Bible, just $5.00. And is in the recipient's own language, which might seem obvious, but considering that these Bibles are going all over Kenya, Indonesia, throughout Asia, it's not a given. It's harder than it may look, but it happens. So, help out if you would. Say a twenty-five dollar gift takes care of five Bibles. Maybe you can do, uh, you know, ten or twenty for uh, whatever that fifty or hundred dollars. Maybe just do one. That matters. Where would you be? Without your Bible. That's what you're giving to someone else. That's why I love working with Bible League. This just makes very simple sense to be able to do. 2200 is the goal. We're at 611. Let's keep that moving forward. 800 yes word to help out. Now, I want to invite you along with that. I mentioned before, but I haven't mentioned for a little bit. If you have a favorite verse or passage of Scripture you'd like to share over the next couple of weeks as we uh, go on the back nine, if you will, of this partnership, I'd love to hear it. So go ahead and email or text anytime you like and share a favorite verse or two. You can write a little bit out about why or you can just share the verse and and, uh, have a one-liner, you know, about maybe you don't have to share why. You can even just share the verse. But if there's a story behind it, you're welcome to do that too. The uh, text line is 610-500-DOVE. That's easiest for you, 610-500-DOVE. Or you can email me, timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. While you're at it, feel free to send in your favorite, or among them, uh, childhood TV shows. And there's a reason I'm asking you for this. Because we have not one, but two very special guests along those lines joining us today. Plus a third special guest. So we have a very full show. Looking forward to it very much. Our first guest in just a couple moments is named Johnny Whitaker. Johnny Whitaker. He's a guy who played Jody in the show Family Affair back in the early 70s. And he was also in Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. And he was in a bunch of other shows. And then on top of that, we're going to have uh, Marty Croft from the Croft Brothers, Sid and Marty Croft. He's going to join us as well, who did uh, you know H.R. Puffin stuff, Landed Lost, and many others. They're both going to be in California this weekend with this thing called CroftCon, big convention, we can meet some of the characters from those shows and experience kind of a one day, uh, you know, Croft Con, <laughs> uh, you know, big, big experience. So that's happening. We'll talk about that. Uh, you want to book a late flight? You can, there's you know, still time to do that. But we'll talk about it, kind of go back down memory lane a bit with, with those shows. So we'll have that in the first uh, half of the program or so. And then Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, is going to join us as well. They have a brand new album out that I just got the other day. Love it. Want to play a song or two from it. And there's even a couple other tie-ins that we'll mention of course uh, over the over the course of the program. So a lot to do. Let's take care of our first uh, our first break here, and then we'll come back and have uh, even some of the music from those the, the theme music from those shows we're gonna mix in during the hour as well. You're listening to Tim Demar's show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app.
1: You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
2: It's 410 on The Tim DeMoss Show. And in a moment, we're going to bring Johnny Whitaker on the program. Uh, One of the uh, things he did as a child actor was be on the show Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to rattle off the the theme for you here. Well, not personally, but play it for you. So here we go. Let
4: me tell you a tale, a very scary tale, about two boys who were surfing one day. On a very weird beach round Dead Man's Point, where there are haunted sea caves, they say. And strange sea monsters have been sighted there, If you're traveling in the area. Beware, 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 beware. Zygmunt, you're a rotten sea monster. You're a disgrace to the family. A human or yeah? Throw! A lot, a lot. Meanwhile, back on the beach, Johnny and Scott are combing the rocks unaware that behind them Sigma lurks preparing to give them a shot. Boo! In total surprise, the boys eye this blob, what can it be? And then it groans and moves and lo, it's a monster from the sea. Now Sigmund, the sea monster, and Johnny and Scott are friends, the finest friends that ever could be on the land or on the sea. Now Sigmund, the sea monster, and Johnny and Scott are friends, the finest friends
2: that ever could be on the land or on the sea. That's a Sigmund and the sea monsters theme from the early 70s. And joining us from that show, Johnny Whitaker. Johnny, how you doing? Very good, Tim. How's it in Philly today? It's wonderful. It is fun to talk to you. Because you you know why, among other things? Because you are, well, you know, I'm 53. So the very first remembrances I have of watching TV would have been shows that you were in. Uh, H.R. Puff and stuff and Family Affair and uh, Sigma the Sea Monster especially. You know, I just, it's neat to, you know, I talk to a lot of people, but it's kind of fun to think about the very beginning of when I first became familiar with stuff where shows you were in. So I'm sure you hear that all the time.
3: (laughs) Yes, it's lots of fun.
2: And you get to uh, do some of this, of course, with CroftCon coming up this weekend. Talk about what you know about the event, and and, uh, a lot of people are going to be there, so it should be a wonderful time. Yeah, well,
3: um, this Saturday, May 21st, uh, in Orinda, California, which is uh, east of Berkeley and north of uh, Oakland, we're going to have the first ever Con. Sid and Marty Croft pictures, Sid and Marty Croft productions. They did a lot of the Saturday morning live action uh, costumed character shows and uh, started off with H.R. Puffin stuff and Lidsville, And Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and Land of the Lost. And um, uh, Wesley Ewer and uh, Kathleen Coleman from Land of the Lost are going to be there. Myself from Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. And Sharon Baird, who was one of the original uh, Mouseketeers. And uh, she played uh, Mrs. Puff in H.R. Puff and stuff. And she also played Big Daddy in... uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and uh, from Lidsville we're going to have Butch Patrick and then of course Sid and Marty are going to be there, the brothers Sid is 94 years old and Marty's a little younger from 11am to 10pm that whole day nothing but croft movies and series and panels and autographs and Lots of
2: fun and cereal. I understand.
3: Yes, there's going to be milk and or I don't know about the milk, but there's <laughs> going to be cereal instead of popcorn. Or there, I think there'll be popcorn too.
2: Well, that's but a, cereal. Yeah, no, that's important because that's when we would, you know, get get our stuff together and gather around the TV to watch the shows right in a row. So it's a uh,
3: right. My dad made sure that all of us were up at six thirty, sat us down in front of the TV. This is before they had, uh, uh, you know, DVDs or, you know, VCRs. Made us a nice big breakfast, then uh, went back into the bedroom, put on the do not disturb sign, and, you know, a couple hours later came out and started doing the laundry. That's great. And my mom started doing the laundry.
2: That's great. <laughs> Johnny Whitaker's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss show on WFIL in Philadelphia. What, what do the crops mean to you over the years as you have? look back and see all of the shows that you were able to be part of and their creativity and that sort of thing?
3: Well, you know, I I was lucky enough to be able to kind of partner with them for a while. I got them the uh, remake of Family Affair and, of course, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I'm a a partial producer of that. I own 5% of Sigmund. Wow. And we've been able to partner for uh, the last, 45 years. Wow, That's Almost 50
2: years. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, uh, you've done a lot of things in your lifetime in, in addition to the, the, uh, the shows we're talking about today and, and for CraftCon. Uh, one of them is just a, a, out of curiosity, The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, was a film that my dad and I watched when I was a little kid. I haven't seen it for quite a while, but you were in that film too, right?
3: Right. I played the little boy who fell off the lookout on the steeple and got stuck and helped stop world war three between the russians and the americans in a little Capit cove area of new hampshire
2: that's fun wow when you when you look back at all these different experiences you know what do you what do you do? you ever stop and do that and just think about the the blessing of all these different opportunities you had
3: oh yeah i was very blessed i had a, a quite a prolific career as a young person from the time I was three and a half till I was 17 I worked basically constantly and was able to be a part of some really good entertainment and uh, you know got to do Tom Sawyer I played Tom with Jodie Foster playing Becky Thatcher
2: yeah uh, tell us for a second too, on this, obviously on the serious side, the, your TV sister Buffy, when she passed at a young age, how that ap- affected you and, and over the course of your lifetime, how that has influenced you?
3: Well, um, I was a good Mormon boy and uh, I was uh, with my family doing uh, the Johnny Whitaker show the summer of 1976 and I was in Salt Lake City and... Uh, saw that Anissa had passed away and immediately called to Los Angeles to talk to uh, Les Kaufman, who was the publicity director, to find out what was happening. And he said that it was true, and he was with uh, Anissa's mother and brother, and I gave them my condolences. It was kind of a shock, and I was working nonstop, and I kind of told my agent to slow down, but... You know, when you're on a roll, you got to keep the roll going. And so I I tried, but I didn't. And then uh, a couple of years later, I decided to really uh, just go back to school. And then I was a Mormon missionary for two years in Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal, and uh, came back, got married, uh, four years, got divorced, sent me in a loop, and went from choir boy to... Crackhead, <laughs>
5: mm.
3: and started doing drugs and alcohol for the next ten years, and lost that whole decade. But uh, twenty-four years ago, got clean and sober, and for the last twenty years, I've been uh, a drug and alcohol counselor.
2: Wow, that's great. That's great to hear. And, and you know, I, I also could empathize. Just thinking, even i don't not sure this is what the challenges were, but all the stuff you went through especially at a young age the attention and all of the the work when you you know when you're a kid you're supposed to be a kid in some ways but i'm not saying it was a bad experience it probably is very good but the challenges that come with it probably is maybe part of the you know how things went for you so oh
3: absolutely i mean there's no question that there was some real um, emotional things that you have to go through but in my studies and uh, my own personal psychology there's five steps of adolescence that young people have to go through one of them is choosing a career i had a a career chosen for me right you know choosing a peer group the people that i worked with were all 10 and 15 years older than i was so some of those steps young people working in show business don't always get to complete those tasks And therefore, there's going to be some, you know, repercussions because of that.
2: Johnny Whitaker, thank you for taking time with us. Congratulations on the upcoming CroftCon this weekend. And uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. It's nice to make your acquaintance.
3: You too, Tim. Thank you. God bless. All
2: right. Johnny Whitaker, again, uh, many roles as a child actor. Jody on the CBS TV series Family Affair. He was on the NBC series Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. He was in a bunch of Walt Disney films, the musical The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, and uh, again, he's going to be at CroftCon in California this coming Saturday, along with our next guest in a moment—the uh, one and only Marty Croft of the two Croft brothers, uh, Sid and Marty Croft—who did all these uh, childhood and many other things besides that, HR Puff and stuff, Lidsville, uh, Land of the Lost, but beyond that, actually many other endeavors for the Croft Brothers. So we're going to be having Marty, Cro- or, uh, Marty Croft joining us in a moment. One of the other shows, I, I, I'm going to mix in a couple of these theme songs just briefly. One of the ones I remember and can still sing just from memory from being a little kid is uh, the Bugaloo's theme. So I'm going to put that on here. This is just a short little thing as we go to the break. And then we'll come back and uh, be joined by Marty Croft. And by the way, I again invite you, if you have a favorite cartoon or kid show you remember just back in the day, text it to me at 610-500-DOVE, 610 610-500- 500 3683 and uh, even just for doing so, we'll get you a gift card courtesy of Bryner Chevrolet to uh, Duncan Panera, Rita's Wawa, or Chick-fil-A. We do this every now and again just for fun. It's a guaranteed win, one per household if you want to text in with your favorite childhood uh, TV show or a kids show, whatever it might be. 610-500-3683, or you can email, if you want, Timmyd D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. From the Croft Brothers, this is the Bugaloos theme.
4: The buggaloose, the bug-a-loos, we're in the air and everywhere, flying high, flying loose, flying free as a summer breeze, happy as a summer breeze. The buggaloose, the buggaloose, we're in the air and everywhere.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Having a fun show today. We just had special guest uh, Johnny Whitaker on from Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and many other seventy shows especially. And the creator of those shows, co-creator Marty Croft, is going to join us in a second both Johnny and Marty are going to be at CroftCon in California this Saturday. It might be a little late to ho- hop over there, but maybe not. Maybe you're the kind of person like, let me go. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the Croft Brothers responsible for kids shows like H.R. Puffin and Stuff, Bugaloo's, Lidsville, Sigma the Sea Monsters. Also Land of the Lost. And I'm going to put the theme on from that here in a second. But first, a quick uh, shout out and hello to, where is it? Uh, Harry. Harry texted in from Phoenixville and says one of his favorite childhood shows was the Banana Splits. I have to agree with you, Harry. Love that. The theme song is just as catchy as can be. And it was fun watching them, watching them, you know, bonk each other in the head and all that sort of stuff. The clumsiness of the Banana Splits, which, by the way, the, uh, the Croft Brothers, among the many things on their, on their you know, resume, they were asked by Hanna-Barbera to put together the costumes for that. So, anyhow, that, that's a little tie into our next guest in just a moment, Marty Croft. But one of the shows that I grew up watching, and if you can tell I'm a little bit excited, it's because having these guys on, it really is. When I was little, these were the, the shows I remember watching kind of like one after the other in many cases. Uh, Land of the Lost. And so this is uh, the theme from that. And then we'll have our guest Marty Croft joining us on the Tim DeMoss Show.
4: Marshall, Will, and Holly. On a routine expedition, met the greatest earthquake never known. High on the rapid, it struck their tiny...
2: And that, like that, that, last dinosaur roar comes to mind. I remember seeing uh, even the, the dinosaur's head turned toward the screen, and then they go into the show. So that's the theme song, in the open to uh, Land of the Lost, which was on NBC in uh, the early to mid '70s. Uh, by the way, I want to remind remind you if you want to text in a favorite show you had growing up as a kid, just like uh, uh, Harry did a little while ago from okay. Phoenixville, uh, we'll get you a gift card. To Chick-fil-A, Dunkin' Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, your choice, courtesy of Brynner Chevrolet. In Jenkintown, a text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. One per household is the only thing we have there. And if you've won in the past 30 days, you have to sit this one out. But uh, feel free to text in or email timiddy, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. So joining us now, uh, creator of kids shows like the one you just heard, Land of the Lost," "H.R. Puffin Stuff," "Bugaloos," "Lidsville," uh, "Sigmund the Sea Monsters," is Marty Croft. Marty, how are you?
6: Good. Good to be in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I, I am. Mean, you know, you. I know you hear this all the time, but I grew up watching all the stuff that you put out. It was it was quite a thing, uh, quite a quite a treat to oh. watch. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, I have a history in Philadelphia. I've worked there in clubs. Really? Club called, I think just, um, is there a Walnut Street? I think that I remember that. Sure.
2: Okay. When would that have been roughly? Oh in over the years, different times?
6: Then I had real close friends, John Taxon, that owned bookbinders. Sure. Oh wow. Restaurant. He used to set the lobsters air air freight every Friday night. I get them. So oh. yeah, I is so Place to
2: oh, I love that. That's great. Well, congratulations also on the upcoming CroftCon this Saturday, uh, celebrating the 50 years of you yeah, and I, your brother. Yeah, We
6: want to that on the road. So that's the first time to have something like this. Someone else came up with the idea. They knew we did Comic-Con every year right. since its inception. We, we had panels there. So he said, hey, let's do a crop con in a limited situation where we can get to meet the fans and see if this is something that we want to tour. So that's where we're at, trying to figure that out. And, of course, it's on this Saturday, uh, one day only, you know, in a town called, oh, I'm the worst. Orinda. Orinda. California. Yeah. Close to 15, 20 minutes from San Francisco and Oakland. It should so be have a great see time. Work
2: out. Yeah. So we'll, see what well, and um, among the guests, uh, you know, Wesley and Kathy from Land of the Lost, you know, Will and Holly Marshall and Johnny Whitaker and Sharon Baird, many who had roles in H.R. Puff and stuff for Bugaloos or Sigma and the Sea Monsters and Land of the Lost. Is this the first time you're going to see them for a while yourself as well, or do you keep in touch every now and again?
6: Oh, yeah, I see them now, and, you know, they're always, they're in our lives. Okay. Still, and, you know, not every week, but Johnny Whittaker, no one's ever disappeared from us.
4: That's great.
0: We
6: still have relationships, all those people that you mentioned, Kathy Coleman and Marshall Will and Holly. I don't ever see the Marshall, but uh, <laughs> I do see the yeah. two kids, Bobby Whippus, and Orenda.
2: That should be a lot of fun. I heard there's going to be cereal at at, at as well, which is what we all had watching the show Saturday morning, so that's a nice touch for the event this weekend, too
6: same box we had in 1972. Wow. The That's cool. will definitely be walking. I'm only kidding.
2: <laughs> Share if you would for a second just how things got started for you and your brother because I understand your dad noticed that your brother had puppet talent, invested time and energy helping him develop and then you came a little later on and was it always something that was on the radar early on and just continued right to this day which is quite a story. Well,
6: my brother, I kept it alive. My brother did the puppets and had an act that he played from Ringling Brothers Circus to Theaters and vaudeville. And of course I'm about eight and a half years younger than him. So I was out doing my thing as a teenager. Yeah. Then we got together when I was about eighteen, I went with him when we were the opening act for Judy Garland and Liberace and Tony Martin Reese and Fred Astaire and so we worked with a lot of stars. You know, so that one thing led to another.
2: Yeah. Pretty special what uh, that you could be together. I have two sons and then we had three daughters, but I think about my boys a lot and, and the idea of a parent watching their two boys work together, especially all these years. What did you each bring to the to the team, so to speak, and and how did you complement each other?
6: Well, I don't know. I guess what we did, we both minded our own business. <laughs> I don't know. We tried not to get into any hassles. Yeah. But it's almost possible but you know I guess our relationship lasted longer than most marriages. hard to when you have a blood brother it's hard to fire your brother
2: right? <laughs> in the world of puppets I'd love to ask you this um just your thoughts on what's important in crafting them and also the world they live in because that matters too for so they can you know do their thing so to speak anything's come to mind regarding that? I-
6: yeah, they got to be believable, lovable, likable. You know, you got to create characters that will mean something. Even the sleazax stacks and the loss Laws are villains we made likable. You know, so we had Charles Nelson Riley in Lizville as hoodoo. He was a villain that was likable. So that I think the likability is real important.
2: Interesting. You know, as We're I'm.
6: Successful. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. We've been successful at, at, at creating characters. That's that's the kid, kid shows, especially. Yeah. If you don't have your characters that, that kids don't want to watch, they're just going to tune you out. Sure. So I think what, what happened was, like Sigmund and, you know, the Buggaloos, kids liked all that, so they stayed with us. And, you know, I think the kids today can watch this stuff and not know even the time frame. Yeah. So...
2: I was gonna ask you about that because as I go through the list I'm realizing I, I can even sing the jingles and the song the themes from HR Puff and stuff, Bugaloos, Sigma and the Sea Monsters and Land of the Lost. I missed Lidsville. I just I never even heard of it, honestly. I but all the others I knew and so it made me think I need to go back and watch that one because I know what the other four, I like the other four. Do you find that people, uh, like you're ta- kind of talking about there, a little new, a new generation where people can appreciate your work even though they, you know it's it's years ago that it was originally put out?
6: Well, I, think, I think if kids watch it, which they do, you know, the shows from the past, they don't put a time frame on it. You know, we're, we're real successful with that. And, you know, when we do a new one, we're not going to do a reboot but so we're going to take further adventures or whatever. So you got to be careful what we do on the original shows, and then creating something from scratch—that's another thing. Yeah, you know, there's two different kinds of challenges.
2: I bet. I bet. Last question for you. You've done a lot of other things in addition to that that magical window of those shows we've been talking about, like building sets for all in the family and for earth, wind and fire and puppets, friends sink and the Donnie and Marie show. And did you just kind of take things as they came and one thing led to another? Cause it, it's a very diverse portfolio for lack of a better term.
6: Yeah. I think it's one thing came one after the other. And I don't think there's a big plan in that, but you know, we did develop, they asked us to do a show with two kids then they want to know, what are we doing? So then we would develop it. And so we've always, you know, you have to, it's like building a house. You better have the plans first. So that's what we do. And look, you, I think we've been successful most of the time with our batting average. But, you know, you, you don't have bat a thousand percent. <laughs> right. So you right. got to know what you're doing as far as your characters go because that's so you'll live or die
2: with them. Interesting. That's great. Marty Croft, it's great to make your acquaintance. Thank you for the memories growing up for me, and I'm looking forward to checking Lidsville out and re- revisiting that, and also on the upcoming CroftCon this weekend. Uh, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Marty Croft on the Tim Demar Show. Wow, what a fun day we're having. Johnny Whitaker joined us before that, and to cap off the fun, Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics because they have a brand-new album out, and uh, if I know Jay, there will be tie-ins to the previous two guests. In fact, that's why I invited him on. So we'll take a quick break and have him uh, on the uh, on the line. We'll give him a call here in a second. Also a uh, shout-out to Mark in Burlington, New Jersey, who emailed in and said his favorite kid shows, uh, let's see, involve uh, Lidsville. He mentioned that. And also said, let's not forget, Far Out Space Nuts with Bob Denver and Chuck McCann. And one other one. Uh, oh, Ultraman! Yes, of course. The uh, the live action superhero. Remember watching on the Wee Willie Weber colorful cartoon club back in the late sixties. Uh, so, and says so wasn't Johnny Whitaker on a TV special with Fred Wynn The Littlest Angel? You are correct, Mark. You're you're not going to get extra cards for all that knowledge, but you are correct. If you would like to get a free gift card uh, just for sharing your thoughts on uh, your favorite cartoon or kids show, text it in or email. 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, or email me at timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Back with Jay Jackson from Apologetics in just a second, WFIL. Live
1: and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
4: H.R. and Stuff Push your friend when things get rough H.R. and Stuff Can't do
5: a little cause you can't do enough Once upon a summertime Just a dream from yesterday A boy in his magic golden flute Heard a boat from off the
0: bay Come and play with me, Jimmy Come and play with me And I will take you on a trip
5: across the sea. But the boat belonged to a cookie or witch who had in mind the flute to snitch. From her broom broom in the sky, she watched her
0: plans materialize. She waved her wand. The beautiful boat was gone. The skies grew dark, the sea grew
5: rough, and the boat sailed on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But not and Stuff was watching too and knew exactly what to do. He saw the witch's bold attack and as the boy was fighting back,
4: he called his rescue racer crew as often they'd rehearsed. And off to save to the save boy the they flew. But who would get there first? But now the boy had washed ashore.
0: Puff arrived to save the day, which made the witch so mad and sore. She shook her fist and screamed away. Oh, H.R. and Stuff, who's your friend when things get
4: rough? H.R. and Stuff, can't do a little because you can't do enough. H.R. and Stuff, who's your friend when things get rough? H.R. and
2: Stuff, can't do a little because you can't do enough. The H.R. Puffin Stuff theme and open there on the Tim DeMar Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, joining us now. Hey, man, how's it going? Hi, Tim. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Bringing back memories today, for sure.
5: Yeah.
2: It's been a Absolutely. lot of...
5: Absolutely. Broken lunchbox of mine. I First grade, I, I had an HR Puff and Stuff lunchbox, and I dropped it, and the, the thermos broke, and there were little shards of of glistening silver in my milk, but I was
2: still able to keep my lunchbox. <laughs> that explains yes. a lot, I guess, uh, about you. So, <laughs> Jay Jackson is the lead singer of Apologetics, quote unquote, that Christian parody band. Now, which now has sixty, how many albums out? Um, six. That was number sixty-five, but we're not planning to retire. Okay, no, that's fine. It's uh, called "Come See, Come Saw." Just arrived in the mail the other day. I loved it, and I wanted to play at least one song from it and have you on. And when I saw the lineup today, kind of as the week was shaking out about our guest list, I thought, who better to close this out, like Mariana Rivera, than Jay Jackson, because I know you, of anybody I know, would have an appreciation for the couple of guests we had on uh, today's program, Johnny Whitaker and uh, and Marty Croft. So, in fact... Absolutely. Yes. Well... And yes. Well, in fact, I understand you actually did a parody. If I remember correctly, from last time we, a couple times ago, we talked of the song I just played.
5: Yes, we did. We just uh, put one out that it last this past December. So, yes, the guys in the band are fans, particularly our drummer and sound engineer Jimmy Tanner, at uh, Jimmy Vegas Tanner, and myself, uh, and my kids are fans too because uh, we got like the DVD. So we have the complete HR Puffin stuff, and we had the. In Marty Croft collections so we had the Bugaloo's and Lidsville we had the complete Lidsville collection and uh, <laughs> wow. you know all the different uh, the Lost Saucer and all that stuff Sigmund and the Sea Monsters of course with sure. the aforementioned Johnny Whitaker
2: yeah Marty Marty yes. Croft when he was on just a little while ago was talking about how you know that there are new generations that come in and still appreciate it even though those shows were out 50 years ago or so Um uh, I yep. have I have a copy here, uh, you know, of the the song you did. i uh, have a second? I'll put this on HR Puffin stuff. What, what was the, the it was the Thunder, fabulous Thunderbirds the parody? Yes, we uh, we were spoofing the fabulous Thunderbirds,
5: the song "Tough Enough." We were doing a biblical spoof, and I've had this idea for doing this song <laughs> for years. I said, while we're doing that,
2: let's do this one
5: too. All right. So the,
2: there's any deep spiritual significance to this song? <laughs> or well, um, you know. Uh, it we, we, <laughs> doesn't we, have we to be. We invested a... all the deep
5: spiritual significance in our biblical version, and we just had fun with this version.
2: Okay, let's do it here. Jay Jackson, uh, lead singer of Apologetics on. We're going to chat about the brand new album in the second. But first, this is their uh, take on H.R. stuff of uh, Fabulous Thunderbirds parody here on and Tim DeMoss' show on WFIL. H.R. No, that's the wrong one. This is what I want. H.R. Apologetics is, uh parody, H.R. Puffin' Stuff, parody of uh, Tough Enough by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Now, does that song actually appear anywhere, Jay, yet? Uh, that one is not on the CD
5: yet. It's available as a download. When we released the other version of this, which is on the CD, uh, which is called Toughened Up, it's about David um, growing up, um, we, we put it as like a bonus track. We do that every once in a while. We'll do a different... You know, version like a gag version of whatever uh, song we're doing. But 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 I gotta tell you, you know, speaking of kids, you know, growing up with kids, there's a little boy out there who's listening today, and uh, his name is Rich Mannion. He's listening out there, and he injured himself. He he injured his finger. He cut up his finger. He had to he had to repair it with super glue. And he plays keyboards for us on that song. But uh, wow. I just needed to dedicate that song to, to a little boy named Rich Mannion out there. a Little. 55, 56-year-old boy.
2: <laughs> That's great. If you're just tuning in with, with Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, the brand-new album they have is called Come See, Come Saw. We're going to talk about it here in a second uh, to kind of wrap up a couple of thoughts, piggybacking out of our earlier guests uh, that we had on the program, uh, Johnny Whitaker and uh, 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 Marty Croft. The, you have a favorite childhood album? Uh, cartoon or or a kid's show that, that comes to mind. I know you'll know I know you can rattle off a hundred of them, but is there one that you personally remember liking the most? Well I really liked H.R. Puffin
5: stuff a lot. Hey but there but Jimmy and I also <laughs> liked um uh yeah, I, I must say when I was in college <laughs> when I was in college, you know, they referred they referred to another uh and Marty Croft creation because they used to call me a stack.
2: Jay, you stack, get out of here. <laughs> you, know, you know what? So now I'm going to throw one back at you. Maybe you know this already. Do you know a famous person who was, who was a stack? No, tell me. He played basketball professionally for the Detroit Pistons. For the Detroit Pistons, and he was a Sleestack. He was one of the bad boys, as the Pistons were known as. Bill Lambier. Yes. Bill Lambier. Really? Before he won championships in the NBA, was a Sleestack on the Land of the Lost show.
5: See, I'm not in bad company. Well, I guess I was in bad company. He was a bad boy. But... uh... (laughs)
2: So, so you stick around. You're going to keep learning more information. I'm, I know you know so many of those kinds of fun facts. But I came across that the other day. I was like, wow, what? So, yeah, so the Land of the Lost is part of Croftland and all the, the, the shows that they did. And to tie in with the new album that you have, you actually have a fabulous Thunderbirds parody on this brand-new parody CD, Come See, Come Saw. So Yes, we do. Okay, and it's Toughened Up, which is based on, you talked about David, the shepherd boy David. Yeah, about david King fighting david. you know whenever he
5: you know he fought the lie he, he talks about experiences in his life that toughened him up like uh fighting the lion and the and the bear um sure. just like the guy didn't tough enough and uh and having to escape saul and having to deal with a bunch of kids that gave him a lot of grief too
2: <laughs> yes yes well i you wanna... and I wouldn't know about that though no right uh quick if just also just a shout out to valerie who texted in said. I have to weigh in on this uh, favorite childhood thing. Can't believe someone, no one mentioned the Gene London show. I forgot about Gene London. And the Golden Fleece. Speed Racer. Dudley Do-Right. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Ultraman. I I was going to mention Speed Racer. I was going to mention, and tell Valerie we have
5: two, not one, but two parodies on our new CD of songs called Valerie. Valerie by the Monkees and Valerie by Steve Winwood. So how appropriate that
2: she should call today. That's right. That's right, Valerie. uh, Technically texting the text line from Philadelphia, you can do the same at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, or email timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com, your favorite childhood TV show or cartoon or whatever it might be. And just for doing that, we'll get you a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, Wawa, or newly added Chick-fil-A, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet, who sponsors our program, and the Kindness Challenge we have going right now on our homepage, too. One other quick one. Uh, Tiffany in McCongee texted in and said her favorite uh, kid show is the Brady Bunch. By the way, Christopher Knight from the Brady Bunch is going to be at CroftCon as well this Saturday, which is in California. Again, a little distance issue, but if you want if want up going, he'll be there also. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks in Sesame Street. So thank you, Tiffany, for your text. And where does that leave us, Jay uh i had something else i want to run <laughs> no just there's so many so many segues here um the new album uh, you know i, I want to have you on again to have more time about the album itself and maybe we can give some copies of it because i just love it but the parodies you have on here the one that got me the most was track four the uh the billy jo- four, the billy joel it. parody the river of dreams yeah. is the original and the giver of dreams is what you you turn it into and we have just enough time to kind of play that as we maybe we'll chat another minute or two, and then I want to throw that on to end the show. But um, sure. But but tell me about that song, and uh, and then I'll I'll put it on here. Sure. Well, you
5: know that little boy I mentioned earlier in the show, yes. Rich Mannion. He he plays keyboards on this song, and he does all those great backing vocals on this song. And this and and he uh, he's kind of like Laverne and Shirley, making all my dreams come true because <laughs> I wrote this parody about twenty five years ago. And been waiting all these years till we could do it properly. It's about Joseph and Pharaoh. We've done songs about that before, but this is the first one, kind of uh, looking at it more from Pharaoh's side of things. Although it's a narrative, it's not a first-person account. But uh, yeah, Rich, those are him. Him doing all the uh, backing vocals, and he did the keyboards. And uh, yeah, it's a, a parody of Billy Joel's. Uh, number three hit river of dreams from 1993
2: vocally challenging for you as much as any of the ones on the album is that is this the range involved am i guessing
5: uh, that one's that was not bad it's just i didn't want to do all those uh people in the back well i billy does some falsetto stuff i think got some of the, his last falsetto stuff that he ever attempted and uh there's some of that in there and i did those but uh but uh just rich does such wonderful backing vocals we wanted to uh have him do those, and he just did a smashing job.
2: Jay, we'll have you on again. I'm going to put it on here so people can get a taste of it. The brand-new album, again, is called Come See, Come Saw. Jay Jackson, lead singer, apologetics, and, and lyricist. This is based on also, uh, in the liner notes, Genesis chapter 40, 41, and Daniel chapter 2. Jay, thanks for hopping on, my friend. Thank you very
5: much, Timmy D. It's great to talk to you, my friend.
2: God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon. This is from their, uh, their new CD uh, over here. Where's the track? There we go. (laughs) From the Come See, Come Saw album, Apologetics, The Giver of Dreams, take off on Billy Joel's The River of Dreams, Tim Show on WFIL. AM 560, WFIL.com on the app from their brand new CD, Come See, Come Saw. That's Apologetics. You can find out more about them online, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com. we just got confirmation from Jay that we'll have some CDs to give away as well in the days to come. Looking forward to that. In the meantime to Moss for Faith and Liberty Discovery Center in Philadelphia. You heard about this? They've been around for a little bit, but they're making uh, even more waves now, and with good reason. Faith in American History, of course, as inseparable as the Stars and Stripes, and now there's a museum that brings that relationship to life like never before. The Faith and Liberty Discovery Center is a place where the good book meets the history book, an inspirational and enlightening destination that illuminates the profound impact the Bible has had on American history. The Faith and Liberty Discovery Center tells a story of how America was born and how influential Americans have turned to the Bible over and over throughout history. Uh, the Faith and Liberty Discovery Center's an immersive journey brings America's captivating history to light and a one-of-a-kind high-tech experience. With an interactive lamp in hand, you can explore the whole museum, collect memories, and gather content that can be delved into further online after you get home. Uh, with a uh, uh, location that's conveniently located, it's an uh, Independence Mall, 5th and Market Streets. Faith and Liberty Discovery Center is open 10 a.m., to 5 p.m., Monday through Saturday, adult admission, just $10. You can preview the galleries, too, and the exhibits online. Plan to visit the whole thing and get more info at faithandliberty.org. The Faith and Liberty Discovery Center, American History Illuminated. That'll do it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to doing it up again tomorrow. And uh, we appreciate your prayers, by the way, for our show, too. A lot of work goes into it and a lot of stuff going on, moving parts. And ultimately, we hope the Lord is glorified in it and that you're blessed by it, too. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com